like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to build this dashboard. It's going to be automated in this way. It's going to be really efficient. It's going to be all this good stuff. So we go ahead, we, we build it, we do the whole thing. We get to the end product. It's like, oh crap, why did we do this? It's not starting with the end goal in mind. It has a huge complication because we had to redo it three, four times and that's happened and it, it stinks because it's, it's wasting everybody's time. Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. All right, welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. You got with you today, the Knucklehead Steven. And I'm just noticing in my background that my son's uh, Lego display is like on full display deck here. So if you're if you're listening, just know that you're missing the privilege of seeing like uh, some Minecraft, you know, Legos behind me. So you're not really missing out that much. So Jack, I appreciate you taking the time. We got Jack Tompkins uh, on the line with me today. I appreciate you blocking some time. How in the hell are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you, Stephen? Thanks for having me. This is I'm looking forward to this conversation. Well, good. I'm, let's see if you feel that way in 20 minutes, right? So it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's nice to say it on the front end, but. No, I'll be honest. We invite uh, folks on to really, quite frankly, talk about things that they've screwed up, and especially as it, as it relates to business. Um, so a lot of times our listeners, they get, you know, they really get some good stories, I would say, some things that they are willing to go out and risk their necks and, and go out and replicate, hoping that they can have a different outcome, or they just decide to avoid altogether. So we'll see what we come up with today in terms of, <laughs> of mistakes and screw-ups that we get along the way. But Jack, you're you're actually joining us as the CEO principal. You're a consultant on the East Coast, so you're out in the North Carolina area. Charlotte, if I remember correctly, is that right? That's correct, yep. Okay, cool. Do you hail from that area? Like, where are you from originally? No, I'm originally from Connecticut, okay. which uh, is way less exciting if you've ever been there. But Charlotte's fantastic. I love the city. Never leaving here. Well, I mean, don't pull the lampshade over my eyes. I mean, my goodness. Char- like, <laughs> Connecticut, that's, that's like... Um, that's supposed to be where all of the things are happening. Is that wrong? Like New Haven, I heard, is like the, just on par with San Francisco in terms of uh, most admirable places to be. Is that right or no? Uh, that's the first time I'm hearing that. I mean, New Haven's got great pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just teasing. It's called sarcasm for those of you who are listening. So, uh, And it was like a failed attempt at a dad joke, just how it works. All right, so Jack, I appreciate you blocking some time. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to jump right into things that we've screwed up. If you're listening to Knucklehead, you understand that we have this um, we have this tendency on social media to do a couple things, right? So when I say we, I'm talking about collectively. As a, as a society, what ends up happening is, is we end up seeing highlights. So on LinkedIn, if you look at trends over the last 12 to 18 months, you see all of these you know talking heads that used to be on CNN and a lot of traditional media now transitioning over to social media, right? And on um, on LinkedIn specifically, what will happen is, is these little pieces of micro content where people will will start talking about a thing, and it's a you know it's their opinion about you know a, a local event or an event that's happening in the news, and that has now taken I'd say front stage in terms of being what people are doing to introduce themselves to the market, and sometimes that narrative has gained some traction and they're able to kind of build some some additional collateral or extra content around that and people are sticking around with them they're they're, they're actually building an audience based off of this uh, this format which at knucklehead we want to stay loyal to the reason why we started the show and that is even if you're going that route there are going to be things that you're going to screw up along the way. Even if you're going to build a business that's predominantly predicated based off of that the production of that particular type of content, you will screw things up. 
not only will you screw things up, you're probably going to learn a lot from the things that you've screwed up and an opportunity to actually create some success for what you learned. And so, Jack, I, I know as a consultant who's East Coast-based, who used to live in the, um, you know, the utopia known as, as, uh, as New Haven, <laughs> now you're down in, in the South, right, down in, in Charlotte, but you're talking with organizations and companies that are amassing large amounts of data, they're doing business constantly, whether it be over email or outbound activities or having telephone conversations or storing, you know, uh, notes within their, their contacts app, you know, if they're using Macs. So walk me through a little bit about how the formation of this database consultancy took place and where folks can kind of screw up along the way in terms of what, what kind of led you to where you're at now. Sure, absolutely. So to your point, data's kind of becoming the big thing, right? I mean, it's in the corporate world, it has been the big thing, and you can't make a decision without having five data points that support it. In the small business world, even down to the solopreneur world, data is getting a lot more mainstream, if you will, right? So most people did not get into business to be data nerds or data experts. I think I'm one of very few that actually got in business to do that. So the business owners that are running 100-person companies, $50 million companies, whatever it is, they have so much data, and it's it's a big question of what to do with it, to your point, Stephen. Yeah. So I was an analyst in the corporate world dealing with all sorts of data, and it was all just, let's try and pick out the most important stuff, let's make it usable, let's make it visual so that everybody can kind of see it and understand it, and then let's be able to make a decision off it really quickly. So I've kind of transitioned that into my own company now, Pineapple Consulting Firm, and that's essentially what we do. It's, let's talk about your data, let's talk about what the analysis that you want from it, the KPIs that you need from it, how are we going to get it, what's the right process, what's the right way to view it, and kind of everything in between. That's very cool. I appreciate that backstory. So let's back up to your your days as a, a corporate analyst. What was it about the way that you were working that caused you to want to actually start a consultancy doing what you were doing already for a company? So there's, there's a good and bad to that, right? Um, ever since like third grade math class, I was like, all right, I'm going to be a math nerd. That's kind of what I'm doing in life, apparently. So I've always loved that side of it. The corporate world, it was the more data, the better. It was like, all right, let me dive into this. Let me make it look good. Let me have some fun with it. The bad side was the corporate side. Nothing against the company, nothing against the people or anything like that. Really liked all that. Just I was in insurance and didn't really like insurance. So I've always kind of been entrepreneurial in one way or another. Always like I made up my own major in college and uh, UConn, where I went, they bought it. They're like, all right, just all right. That sounds good enough. UConn, yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. UConn, they're they're uh, they're a pretty good football team, right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Don't throw your keyboard at me. Um, I we they, do we still have a football the, team. <laughs> well, I, yeah, Nebraska hasn't necessarily been playing stellar over the last couple of years, so I've got zero room to talk here. Uh, damn good basketball people team. People actually watch. Damn good basketball team over at UConn, though. I'll tell you that much. Male and female. That's true. They're very very good. Yeah, it was fun being. They won both the men and women won uh, my junior year, which was pretty cool. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it's fun to go to a school. Yeah. Like 
if you're in college and you're listening to this right now and you're thinking about running a business, like my suggestion would be go to a basketball game and just go study how people react. Go watch the bench, see what happens, and then reverse engineer opportunities there based off of just, you know, psychology and, you know, sociology and how people are. Because quite frankly, if you just study people, there are opportunities everywhere, which is kind of what Jack's talking a little bit here about. I like how he called himself a data nerd. I, it, tell me if this is true of you. I create an Excel spreadsheet for like everything. When I say Excel, I really mean Google Sheets. So I have like Google Sheets for everything. And now I'm like studying how to do pivot tables and data modeling and Excel spreadsheets. Spreadsheets, And my wife is like, Stephen, why do you need to create a new Excel spreadsheet? So this is kind of like a confessional that's taking place right now. So anyway, Jack, is it just me or do you find a, a lot of people like to do that type of thing? That's a lot of people's default. It's definitely my default. She got me this sticker. It says, oh, this calls for another spreadsheet. Oh, there you, I've got a coffee mug in the background that says, relax. I've got a spreadsheet for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know if you're laughing, it's yourself listening. This that It's you too. Or you know, you know a friend who does the same thing. So I interrupted you when you started talking about why you created a business. So there was the corporate side to it that you, you know, there's some give and take there. Was it the relationships and the conversations that you were having with the business owners at the analyst level that were causing you to say, Hey, you know what? I can actually build you some models here in order to help you get, you know, your goals accomplished. Is that what led you to, to wanting to do it more as a career as a consultant, I guess I should say. Yeah. So that was definitely one piece of it. I was like the go-to Excel guy for a couple different teams, did some uh, Tableau, if you're familiar with that, data visualization software. Yeah. Um, so I was a go-to guy for a couple things like that. And when I would work directly with the business owner of the other business unit or whatever, great conversation, have a lot of fun, get the end product done, get it done right, all good stuff. Then kind of the corporate politics would take place, and then I'd have to be prioritized into something else. So I was it, very much to your point, Stephen. It was all right when I'm working one on one. This is a lot of fun. We get a lot of good stuff done, and it's it's what I am in business for today because I get to work with the business owner or you know C-suite executive, something like that. And it's here's what we want. This is what we want to see. Let's talk about it. Let's make it happen, and then we make it happen. It it is kind of as simple as that. And I've absolutely loved that about the small business world, the entrepreneur world. Yeah, I can appreciate that. That's, that's good info there. The experience that comes to mind since this is knucklehead podcast, right? This is not, you did it perfectly for the first time. You, you know, this is not guy Roz, how I built this, or even, you know, the story brand podcast that Salesforce does. This is what you screwed up along the way. Right. And so in the context of, of data, and uh, in leveraging data to you know provide insights to to inform decisions, we we actually had a, a sponsorship. For those of you who've been listening for some time, there was a company. It was a sales enablement tool, an advisory type company that came on board. And uh, you know, in the formation of this agreement, you know, we had we had data from a bunch of different areas, right? So we have what we call digital real estate on our email newsletter. We have, you know, this mid and, and post roll ads space available. So we know kind of who's listening, when they're skipping forward, all of this information, right? We have all of these uh, actual legitimately measurable available places to insert what we would call ad space. And, and um, we thought we had all of this actionable intel and Turns out what happened was, is we just were measuring a bunch of stuff, whether or not we were doing it correctly or doing it accurately kind of remains to be seen, or at least at the time that was that way, we actually ended up 
now we use a whole bunch of third-party analytics tools, which is fantastic at helping to validate uh, that available space. So anyway, long story short is the service that we provide, it was born out of screwing up what data needed to be measured and what actionable insights that we could take from that data. So if you, I'm sure we are the only agency that you've ever heard that type of <laughs> story from, right? Or, or First time. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what other screw-ups have you experienced uh, business owners or businesses, you know, in your experience doing this? So it's a good example too. Um, and kind of like what we were talking about in the beginning, there's so much data out there, right? It's not just like, Hey, what's data? It's now which data is important. So I've, I've had this conversation with a few different clients over the time I've been doing this and we're like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to build this dashboard. It's going to be automated in this way. It's going to be really efficient. It's going to be all this good stuff. So we go ahead, we, we build it. We do the whole thing We get to the end product. It's like, Oh crap. Why do we do this? Right, because it doesn't really tell you anything. It's a bunch of vanity metrics, or it's just well, these are all really cool, but it's not how we run our day to day. I've had that conversation one too many times. Uh, actually, one was too many times. But um, it's not starting with the end goal in mind has a huge complication because we had to redo it three, four times, and that's happened, and it it stinks because it's it's wasting everybody's time. You get into the sort of analysis paralysis because there's so much going on, you don't even know what to look at. And then once you whittle it down of here's the biggest thing that's coming from the dashboard, doesn't even impact their business. So there's obviously great ways to do that, and that is not one of them, but it's kind of just trial and error to start sometimes. Yeah, I can imagine that... Um for somebody who's never done it before, right, or or somebody who's never looked at their data modeled in a way that that gives them actionable intel, it's that's kind of tough to f- conceptualize and then be able to execute and actually show value. Have you learned anything about maybe your offer or, or yourself in terms of like uncovering this for businesses that you know you find like it's more valuable to a larger customer set or a you know a certain style of business? Help me understand some of the intel that you pulled from that screw up, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So the value it's it's very different processes and very different scales for a hundred person business versus a one person business, but it all kind of gets to the same end, right? It's what is important, what we want to measure for the hundred person business. It's all right. We're trying to be more efficient. We're trying to scale even more. So let's focus on maybe on some operational stuff because we're really not dealing with QuickBooks that much at that point. We are, but revenue checking it every day is kind of already ingrained in you. So let's focus on the operational side. For the solopreneur, it's holy crap! Somebody gave me money. This is fantastic. Where did it come from? Was it the podcast that I was on? Was it a LinkedIn post? Like what you know, getting down to that level. So it's it's. Two kind of different offerings, but the same end goal. All of that being said, still stick with what do I want from my data? What's important to measure? Whatever size you are, and then kind of backtrack from there. Yeah, that's very cool. That's great insight for somebody who's considering implementing, you know, a data analytics tool or, you know, bringing on an analyst such as yourself to help them, you know, reveal some insights. There are some business owners that run some large organizations that uh, that listen to the show. And uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Let's just say they they resonate with some of the things that you're talking about. They don't necessarily have the time or the competency or somebody on staff to be able to do some of these things for them. You know, what are some questions that you would suggest that they ask you? And then how do they get in touch with you? So questions that they would ask me, um, 
what does the process look like? And I don't mean necessarily working with me or with uh, my company, but what is the process of starting with a database where everything is kind of thrown into this black hole and we're not sure where it goes to the end result of a pretty looking dashboard that tells us the answer that we want. So definitely ask about that process because it is different for a lot of different clients. Again, kind of the, the pieces are all similar, but the individual process and the individual steps will be different um, for whatever business you are, you're in. Best way to get in touch with me is probably my website. I'm on LinkedIn too, Jack Tompkins on LinkedIn. There's probably a bunch of us, but Pineapple Consulting Firm, I'll be the only official employee on LinkedIn. Uh, my website, plenty of ways to contact me, plenty of examples on there too, and that is pineapplecf.com. Pineapple, short for uh, consultingfirm.com. Right on. Very cool. So he just told you how to get in touch with him. So if what we're talking about resonates with you, or if you happen to run a, you know, a construction company and you want to understand, you know, what the trend has been in terms of what your cost of raw materials are, how that necessarily impacts your bottom line or your ability to go higher or, you know, what your social media, you know, metrics happen to do with uh, your brand awareness, whatever that means, and this ambiguous impact on revenue, Jack would probably be a good person to, to connect with. I'm sure he could probably create something that can help give you some insights or some actionable intel there. So Jack, um, I have to ask, like everybody who's listening to the show, they hear pineapple they hear analytics and they're like, where in the crap did that come from? What <laughs> is that? Like what, what is pineapple have to do with Like, where did that come from? That's it's, it's fascinating by the way. Oh, thank you. One of my favorite fruits. Thank, yeah, there you go. So it has nothing to do with analytics, right? That's kind of the weird part of it. But that was the entire point. I didn't want to be Jack Tompkins and Associates. I wanted to be something that's much more welcoming. So moving down to the south, southern hospitality, neighbor moves in next door, give him a pineapple, welcome to the neighborhood. I also just really like pineapples. But then the big reason was pineapples are very like a symbol of vacation for me. So I know small business owners don't get to take a real vacation, but if I could save them enough time or make them enough money so that they could take that vacation, go drink some tropical drink on an island somewhere out of a pineapple, that would be my absolute best example, best story, goal of why I got into business. So all that kind of bundled up to the pineapple. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, then I apologize in advance for people who are going to be listening to this show and reach out to you afterwards to make sure that you have continuity between the pineapple and the messaging on your website to make sure that you have, you know, the experience of, of handing off a vacation to your clients, uh, as, yeah. as what that has to do with pineapple. Cause you may get bombarded with marketers after this. So everybody loves a marketer. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. So, all right, <laughs> Jack, I appreciate you taking some time Essentially, let's lay in the plane here. Any any last words that you would suggest in terms of best practices when it comes to either creating a data model or kind of best to select or isolate? You you'd said it a couple of times, so I want to isolate it here. Beginning with the end in mind, or having a an idea of what your outcome would like to be with your, you know, with your service. What are some best practices in terms of figuring out what that, you know, what that thing is? Yeah. So it's it it really can be as simple as what matters most to you you're like, man, we're just spinning our wheels on the hamster wheel and people are just cranking out work, but we have no idea where we're going, then that is something that is most important to you, right? So figure out whatever that most important thing is, efficiency, revenue, profit, whatever, and kind of start with that. That's the end goal in mind. And then 
as you work backwards from that, my big thing would be make sure it's easy to update. Make sure you have a good process in place so the data can be updated. You can get a real-time view or even a month-end view, depending on what the metric is. But make sure it's easy to update and make sure it's easy to literally see in graphs and trends and stuff, or else you're just not going to use it. I'd say that's that's my big thing. I'm a huge fan of data visualization, um, which obviously factors into that as well. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, there you go. Pineapplecf.com. Best way to get in touch with Jack. Follow kind of some of those best practices that he had just talked about in terms of figuring out what's most important, which it's an old adage that we talk about all the time on the show. If everything's important, then nothing's important, right? If if nothing's important, then you have a difficult time isolating what, what truly is. And that's the tough thing to do as a business owner when it seems as if in your business, it you know, this, like we had somebody who just came on the show. If you want to actually hear a really good example, go back and listen to Cordell Bennington's uh, episode where he was talking about being a CEO and this focus on operational efficiency and quality control actually took over the overwhelming focus of the organization. They almost ran out of cash. Wow. Right. So that cash flow issue that was essentially originated in the quality control department, like it, he talks about that being actually his solution was the bigger problem than the actual problem was. So it's interesting how you can be reactive to problems that take place. And it's also pretty amazing how, you know, data visualization can help you solve and isolate some of those things as well. So if that's where you're at, get in touch with Jack. So Jack, I appreciate you. Anything else you want to leave these folks with or you got a jam? Uh, no, I think that's good. Uh, 20 minutes later, still happy I came on. So thank you, Stephen. <laughs> there we go. Cool. We did ask that question. So very cool. <laughs> yep. I appreciate it. For those of you like, listen, Knucklehead, listen, new episodes coming at you every Tuesday. And you can go out and check out knucklehead.agency for uh, some offers that we have there. Bringing dead leads to life through, uh, through podcasting. That's what we do here at Knucklehead. So make sure you get back in touch with us. Contact Justin, myself, or any other member on the team. We'll get in touch with you. Jack, we appreciate you. Have a good rest today, okay? Thanks, man. You too. Appreciate it.